Hello and welcome listeners to episode 3 of the Brit Roller 6 Blogs podcast, now to be known as the Ministry of Dice podcast, following our competition winner announcement last week. I'm Chris, aka Trubister 6, and with me today as always we have Andy. Hello. Good evening Andy, well evening now as we're recording this, uh, aka... Andy. Andy, yeah, we'll have to do something about that. We really must. AKA the Righteous Thunder. <laughs> the Righteous <laughs> Thunder? Where's that come from? I don't know. I just thought it sounded a bit cooler. That is so, so random. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Righteous like Thunder, it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moving along swiftly yeah this is our third episode now welcome back we've got a lot lined up for you in today's episode we're gonna have a little bit of a discussion around some of the gaming that we've been doing over these last two weeks since we, since you last heard from us then we're going to move into the first part of a new segment where we're going to talk about uh, accessorizing our dice masters games and then andy uh, once again has been working on one of his little projects behind the scenes and has a little challenge for me in our section we've come to choose to call the q brand which is i suppose reflective of andy's little tinkering away behind the scenes on his on his little bright ideas so lots of exciting content for you but to get us out the gate andy how have you been doing this last fortnight uh, i've been doing good mate yeah really nice other than i'm well, actually I, I, I say that but um, i'm quite poorly so probably not as great as i uh, I, I first uh, said that uh, a bit wrong <laughs> yeah a serious case of the man flu um, I, I do i'm full of bogeys and snot Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, that's that's pleasant. Well, uh, I hope you I hope you've got enough energy to get through our recording this evening. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be fine, mate. Don't worry about me. So, do, how about does, you? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I've got a bit of holiday time coming up, so I am clinging on for dear life by my fingertips at the edge of the precipice uh, with work, just desperately awaiting my time off. <laughs> so that that's coming up. I'm feeling quite uh, excited and energised about that coming, but I've got a couple of days left to go, which is is proving to be a bit of a slog. But yeah, otherwise, all is good in, in my world. Despite your, your cold and flu, have you managed to get much gaming in this last two weeks? Well, I've got a confession to make, Father Chris. Oh, okay. Sure. I've not played any Dice Masters for the past few weeks. Well, I think that all I can say there, Andy, is ten Hail Marys and some self-flagellation, please. <laughs> well, that's just standard. But um... <laughs> <laughs> That's just a Saturday night. <laughs> I'm hoping to hop online with Mickey uh, on Friday, play some Dice Masters online, uh, get back into the swing of it, and get playing some more games again, so that should be good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for any of our listeners who aren't regular visitors of the blog, Mickey's written a few posts for us in the past. Uh, and one, one of the posts specifically that he's written is about playing Dice Masters online. So go and take a look at that if you're interested. I believe you guys use Tabletop Simulator? We use Vassal mostly, uh, although it, it, it does lack some of the more recent cards. Sure. Uh, but uh, Tabletop Simulator is, is pretty up to date. And I'm sure at some point we'll get cameras sorted out for the the online gaming that seems to be kicking off now. Which, yes, uh, we need to get fantastic. you. Yeah, we need to get you on some of the the, the Skype and Hangout stuff to get involved in some of the online tournaments. I've I've been knocked out recently. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, sadly I've not moved on to the top 16, and uh, I think most of the top 16 matches have probably taken place now over the last couple of days. So uh, it's my hope that uh, once they once they've taken that down to the championship and a and a winner has been announced, that we'll take a little bit of a break and maybe we can cajole Troy on the Facebook group to maybe get something going again because I, I definitely enjoyed it a great deal and we need to get you all sorted on that, my man. 
do my fang. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I think I've, I've, I've taken too many cold and flu tablets today. Uh, it sounds like it, mate. It, it sounds does. like it. Other game I've been up to, I have played for the first time, which I've wanted to play for ages, Mansions of Madness. Oh, yeah. Amazing game. Really amazing game. You've got an app on an iPad, which pretty much tells you what to do. Sure. It's really intuitive. It's a really great themed story. We just did like the, the first intro one where we had to go into this mansion and try and stop this ritual. But it's really thematic. Really enjoyed that. That was fantastic. I ended up with two broken legs, a broken arm, and surrounded by monsters whilst my mate ran off out the front door with uh, <laughs> <laughs> with the uh, with with the wind. Yeah, it's, it's a fantastic game. Played some more fantasy realms. I've got quite addicted to that. It's so quick and and fun. Uh, we do. We'll have to do a little kind of article about it or segment about it. That is is top gaming. Uh, yeah, for sure, man. So I went and investigated, and it's uh, it's th- it's three or more players. Uh, in the rulebook, there's a two-player option, which we've been playing, which I've not actually played it with more than two players. Uh, there, there is the, the option for doing two players, and it, it seems to work well. It's really nice. Oh, very good. Okay, yeah. So uh, it's now back on my radar now that you've pointed that out, because me and the uh, the competitive wife do a lot of our gaming, and, you know, just the two of us. We like to get the wine and the crisps, and a, board, a good board game or a good card game out between the two of us. Yeah, excellent. Well, I have been. I've fit in a bit of Dice Masters, so I've been competing in the online tournament, as I mentioned before, but then I, I got a couple of games in down at my FLGS. Uh, I've been trying out a new Hawk and Dove list that tickled my fancy to give a try. Oh, they, fantastic. Yeah, they caught my eye when the, when the Batman set came out, and there's just something about the rare Hawk... Um, no, sorry, the Uncommon Hawk, who deals his attack damage when a dove is KO'd. So I had a little play around with, with a modern team that that, uh, that, I, that I quite fancy there. So that, that was a good night. It did all right. My opponent was playing a Guy Rush team, which I think put a lot of pressure on it. But with a bit of tinkering, I reckon there might be something there. That's, that's a nice space to be in. And then I gave my OP Robin card, the one that's unblockable. When oh yeah. In the field, yeah. I gave him a little bit of a go, and that works okay. But the uh, the game text on it requires four Bat Family characters for him to bounce ra- back round to the field, and that is actually quite a long lead-in. That's a big setup to get the benefit of that game text. So I was finding that even though it was nice to have a, a quite a bulky, unblockable guy smashing through, it, it took a lot, a lot of effort to, to line up the, you know, but, and I went for an Oracle, a Commissioner Gordon, a Batman, a Nightwing, you know, by the time you've lined up all yeah. your all, all your backup units for your unblockable Robin, it had a bit of a long lead in time. So I think there a, bit, a bit more of thinking on that one, a bit more thinking needed on that one, but they were a good couple of games, yeah, I liked to chuck a little team together. Or a couple of little teams together for a casual night and just just experiment a little bit. I really like the hawk and dove combo. I think I'm going to give that one a little bit more time and a bit more thought. With the the hawk and dove combo, what I've noticed is that I love the artwork on the hawk card and I hate the artwork on the dove card. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and with the amount of uh, gaming I've done recently, that's probably as much as I can say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair play. Artwork aside, though, it's it's definitely an interesting synergy. Funnily enough, uh, partway through the game, I sort of realised that Dove had a game text of her own <laughs> that I could take advantage <laughs> of. She she was present on the team just to serve the needs of the the hawk damage that I wanted to put through. If you get him on his you know on his top face, he's uh, seven, he's, isn't it? Seven, that's right. Yeah, so he KO two two doves in in a fabricate 
move, and you you know you're dealing 14 points of damage. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of potential in it. And I paired it up with some interesting cards, just experimenting and playing around. So the OP Iron Fist I dropped on there for, well, he, uh, he, he's helpful for his uh, damage reduction game test. But I actually popped him on there to experiment and play around with the moving the five cost fist over to your prep area. You know, to do a little bit of experimenting with that. Because there's, there's like a, a ruling that I happened across around timings where if you fabricate your Iron Fist for a clay golem, you can initiate the game text and get the clay golem straight to your prep area. Well, if you knock out Iron Fist, should it, would it not be the next Iron Fist? Uh, so I'd have to dig out the ruling, and I, I will do for the listeners. But yeah, if you if you knock out the Iron Fist as part uh, as the fabricate, you get to immediately prep. You can use the game text to immediately prep the clay golem. There's probably someone out there listening right now who goes, "No, Chris, you've completely misread that ruling." <laughs> <laughs> you've got you've got your head around that completely wrong and i am more than happy for you to make your way to the comment section of the blog correct me please do if i've been playing that wrong but that, that was my understanding uh, that's that's solid that's yeah so it, it worked quite out quite ramp up. yeah it worked out quite nicely uh, and then it was just a few control cards really just to keep my opponent's win condition out my face yeah yeah so a good couple of games good couple of games i had the other night yeah, and that's 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 for me. Oh, and uh, me and me and the competitive wife, the hashtag competitive wife, tried out the new uh, Jasko Buffy the Vampire Slayer board game, cooperative board game, the other night, and that that's all right. I think we're not sure about it. Maybe maybe get a few more games in before we we make a decision on that one. And it's it's not it's a, a recent release. It's a, I only picked it up a short while ago. So it's a cooperative game, and you, you kind of work together to defeat the monster of the week, and then the you know the big bad sort of thematically following the uh, the way the Buffy show worked. You know where they had you know, these these kind of monster of the week set up with each episode, but then there was a a, a story arc through the whole season that would usually involve some antagonist behind the scenes kind of thing. So what I probably would say is if, if you weren't a Buffy watcher and you, did, you didn't watch Buffy, it would be of no interest to you. No, that sounds cool. Yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer Dice Masters. See, that's 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 where it's at next. <laughs> that is. Yeah, that's, I bet there's some interesting stuff you could do there. Cool. Okay, well, there we go. That's uh, what we've been up to uh, gaming-wise. Can we get into our first segment there, Chief? Let's do it. Okay, then, yes. On to our first segment. Welcome back, listeners. This next section now is going to be the first part of a new range of segments that we've discussed and planning on putting together over the coming weeks and months. This section is going to be called Gearing Up, and the theme of it is going to be all about customising our Dice Masters gaming experience. Andy, you know... Uh, we've played together, you've seen my setup. I am all about the accessorizing and my Dice Masters bling. And the, I think there's a few bits and bobs that you like to use to make your, your experience a little bit more enjoyable, a little bit more personal, bring a bit of character to it. So, Andy, what sort of things do you think are essential for a Dice Masters player to make sure they've got for playing their game? Yeah, I think all gamers are a bit of accessories aficionados to a degree. Yeah. We uh, all love our little things to personalize our games. Uh, do you want to start off with the, the playmats? as our first little topic to uh, to discuss. Yeah, sure, man. So uh, it certainly forms a very key integral part of the actual game process. So there's definitely mats available that are WizKids generated. They, they've produced some, certainly with the earlier sets, although they haven't done any for a while, have they now? No, it's not been for a while. I do love them. I think they're awesome. I've got, well, I've got quite a few of them. The one that I like to use, I use the, what's it called? Hold on, let me have a look. It's the premier event playmat that I got Eric Lang to sign 
nationals last year. That's the one. Yes. That I, I play it like the WKOs and at nationals, but it's not my favorite. My favorite is the Civil War one because it's just one massive picture of Iron Man versus Cap. Is I think it's my face. The one that I I prefer kind of using when I'm uh, around my mates or we're, we're you know, playing sort of casual just uh, on the kitchen table. But you, you can go that one step further, can't you, Chris? I think you've <laughs> you most you've certainly can, Andrew. Further. You most certainly can. Yeah. So uh, mine's a custom play mat. My online handle, True Mister Six. I don't know if many people know this. Is inspired by a character from Grant Morrison's comic book, The Invisibles. Mister Six is a, a retro decked out. 60s stroke 70s retro wizard dude who just kind of caught my eye because I'm a bit of a retro wizard dude myself um, <laughs> and so the uh, I've had a custom play mat that was put together for me by a friend who's a bit of a whiz with the old photoshop that features one of my favorite images from the Invisibles comic book which was by an artist called Philip Bond and actually many people who visited the blog or seen photos of me playing that I post on my Instagram will, will see that 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 image of the the retro sunglasses and the tash and over here in the UK, the printing service was through Patriot Games in Sheffield. Um, yeah, I've seen that. That looks quite good. You, is it right? You just you do the design, email it up to them, and then, what, about a week later, you get it through the post? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so uh, there's certain uh, parameters. So I'd recommend if anyone's thinking about it, go to the website. I think it's Inked Gaming in the States who run a very similar service. And both of them have a set of measurements, have to meet certain parameters that for when they cram it into their into their DeLorean to make the map. <laughs> I don't know what it's all about. Pixel numbers, maybe, or something. I'm sure there's people out there who know better than me. But as long as your image meets those requirements, then, yeah, outside of that, it's just a case of paying up. It's quite reasonable. It's about 20 quid for the map, which I don't think is really all that much more expensive than buying a, an actual WizKids-made one. No, it's not at all, is it? It's really... It's really quite a good value. Yeah, and they don't, they're they pretty efficient. I've been very happy. I've used Patriot Games for a number of mats because I, I get custom mats for all my games because, that, as I said, that's how much I love accessorizing my gaming experience. So, yeah, I've gone that one step further. And just to really push the boat out, what I've also done, and I know you've seen this, Andy, is I've had a, a friend of mine who's got a, a laser cutter, who's a bit, bit of a whiz with the old uh, laser cutting, who's built me a movement tray, a board that sits underneath my play mat. So it's just a couple of well-tailored cut sheets of MDF with a border around the edge of the playmat so that when I am using the playmat, I can just kind of lift and move it. So I've not just got the playmat, I've got a custom playmat on a on a fancy movement tray. Yeah. I suppose it doubles up to carry your, your tea and your, um, your teapot and your tea cups and biscuits as well. Uh, yeah, my, always got to have my bourbon creams, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm a well brewed I'm a well brewed Yorkshire tea, you know. Um, Yorkshire tea, of course. Yeah, absolutely. In order yeah, so I can not only get around with my dice, but I can get around with my food and beverages also, <laughs> my snacks. Yeah. So yeah, I've I really have gone that, that extra mile. <laughs> <laughs> both in the in the printed up of the custom playmat and in terms of but there's loads of great guys out there i don't know if you've ever noticed over on uh, i think if you're looking places like etsy who will who will sell you for uh, just a couple of quid really and mm. as much as you'd spend on a starbucks on a starbucks coffee uh will provide you with these custom designs that they've, they've pre-put together and will, will give you the image that meets the parameters of the printers as well yeah, I mean, I've, I've had a go at designing my own playmat, although I admit I haven't had it printed up. And you can get the the basic outlay of a Dice Masters mat on, I think it's Board Game Geek. Uh, I'm sure we could find the link somewhere um, to put into the... Uh, oh, yeah, in the, re- in, the re- 
in the kind of resources section y thing that they do. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's pretty good. I mean, it it pretty much matches the the little card you get in with the turtles box. You, know, you get the four cards. Yes. Uh, yeah, it pretty much matches that, but with the bigger design for the mats, and it makes it quite easy. I've designed one, which I should get printed out. Pretty I've sure, seen your I design. I think you should get it printed out. It looks awesome. Cool, yeah. So that's the mat. That's uh, obviously uh, a key part of the game where we place our cards, where we where we uh, mark out our reserve pools and our use piles and our prep areas and such like. But there's many more ways you can accessorise. What other things do, do you find yourself using, Andy? One thing that I've just recently uh, picked up is a, a little digital life counter. Oh. Um, I, I, I need to try it out. I've not played with it yet. I really like the idea of them. It's, it's a similar idea well, to having the, the app on your phone, uh, which does the same thing. And it kind sure. Of, obviously tracks your life and your opponent's life and it's one thing that i've noticed that's become more and more applicable is obviously to track yours and what your opponent's doing i noticed that some people do two d20s one for your own life one for for theirs yes or they they sometimes double up on the tokens i've noticed on the tracker at the bottom of the play mats yeah absolutely and uh, so go back to like the, the digital one that that's kind of all combined it's the size a bit thicker than a card but it's the size of a card so it fits into a deck box and yeah i'm looking forward to trying that out yeah very good okay yeah so i've, I've used the app on my phone before now to track life what what, what i'm also again just because of my very thematic blingy approach to things i've actually had my laser cutter friend has done me uh, a little small acrylic circle counter that actually has the uh, mr six face that features in the center of my playmat in the counter that's that he's measured up to match the size of the circle spaces on the bottom of the playmat so yeah. i i'm i'm pretty old school i use my counter along the the sliding scale across the bottom of the playmat yeah it looks really cool that it's really professionally done see i can't use the the counter at the bottom of the playmat because i'm too clumsy and like literally it, i'll just send it flying every two minutes so i stopped using that because um, i think i had like a little gem or something that went down and literally it went flying repeatedly to the point where it was really annoying so i stopped doing that and went to a d20 my my new digital super life track should should be the next step up to uh, to bling my game to bling your game yeah All tremendous right. Digital life counter do you use anything like uh, any dice trays or anything for you for your actual rolling no i don't i I'm a, a, a very uh, old-fashioned roll the dice into the reserve pool and let it fly everywhere and knock other dice <laughs> and um, <laughs> and be really annoying and then you, you knock your dice in the uh, in the field zone and you forget what level it's on uh, or you can go that one step further and throw it all into your opponent's side so that they get annoyed yeah. with you as well. Um, have, you ever, have you ever done that thing like, did I just... Was that a sidekick in the field or did I just roll that sidekick? <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a question mark. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Goes. Uh, what? What's your rule for if it rolls off the table onto the floor? Depends how it lands. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody says when I ask them. Depends how it lands. <laughs> I, I thought I was being really original. No, I'm sorry, mate. Everybody says that. Everybody, <laughs> when it goes off the table, depends how it lands. We uh, down at my local gaming store, we actually, if it goes off the table, it's you re-roll it. No questions. Yeah. Know. You just take it back and re-roll it on the top of the table. Old school, mate. Yeah, you like to just get to, to spray your dice love everywhere, clearly, by the sounds of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I do love to spray my dice love <laughs> everywhere I can. We wouldn't expect anything less from the 2017 UK National Dice Masters <laughs> champion, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> 
How about you, Chris? Do you like to spray your dice, love? No, I keep mine well contained uh, in a concentrated area on the gaming table, my man. So I was formerly a dice tray user. I had a lovely wooden dice tray with a felt bottom. But I recently strayed into dice towers. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I was quite jealous. I've seen a few people using them and I was getting quite jealous. So Ben Scott, who was our 2016 UK national champion, is every time I've played him, he's used a dice tower. And then in the online league tournament thing, the, the faux worlds that we've been playing that a number of listeners will be involved in or be aware of if they're active on facebook i noticed a lot of people using dice towers in there i was just a little bit of envy of that bit of bling going on there so i've just recently gone and picked out a dice tower for myself i'll tell you a story about this dice tower actually i don't know if, you, if it's funny or not but so i was in a gaming store that's not too far away from me and i was up at the counter i think i was just pick, picking up some boosters or back paying for something might have even been an entry ticket to an event Anyway, that's I'm in the weeds. That's detail that nobody really needs nor wants. Uh, and on the counter, they had this awesome dice tower called a Crystal Twister. It's by a company called Blackfire out in Germany. And it's this see-through plastic acrylic thing with these tipping shelves in it. And you put the dice in and you can sort of see them trickle through the dice tower. It's, it's completely transparent, so you can see through it. And they had it on top of the counter inside a dice tray with a few D6s next to it. Essentially inviting you to give the dice tower a go, get you grab the handful of you know while you're waiting in the queue or whatever. So I I gave it a go, found every part of the experience incredibly satisfying. The sound alone, that very satisfying sound as it went through the tower, was enough to sell me. So I said to the girl behind the counter, I said, "Oh, how much are these? Where are they?" And she said to me, "Oh, we don't sell them." What? We don't sell them. I was like, "Well, why is it on your counter then?" What? Do you know what I mean? Who puts a dice tower on top of their counter like that, inviting you to give it a go, and then not have any stock to sell it? So, anyway, eBay won the day on that one. (laughs) So that's the dice tower, anyway. uh, Total random tangent, patented Chris tangent there. But that's the dice tower. It's a crystal twister by a company called Blackfire, and it is gorgeous, mate. It's just, it's incredibly satisfying to use and always attracts attention. It's a lovely bit of gaming bling. It is a sight to behold. A sight to behold, absolutely. And it's pretty good. You know, it rolls everything nice and randomly. Uh, I have taken to recently actually still using the dice tray and placing it in the dice tray. So I'm like taking it to the to the extreme. Uh, but that's only because of limited space in some of the places that I've been. But yeah, I've been using a dice tower and I've used a dice tray in the past. Yeah. No, I mean, I have actually bought a dice tower. I bought one recently, but I just forget to use it and it just sits on the side of the table. And then every so often I remember and use it and then I forget for like, 20 minutes i don't think i'm ever going to get to use it because i just am too uh, too forgetful yeah sure sure well then just keep spraying your dice mate spraying it everywhere <laughs> although actually andy we talk mm. quite often there is a dice rolling accessory that you've had your eye on for a little while there is you're right <laughs> the, dice cu- the dice cup Good, yeah. nice, seg- nice segue onto the next thing as well. Thank you, mate. Yeah, well, it just leapt into my head then. I remember you mentioning it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the, the thing with it, I, I didn't want a dice cup. I wasn't really interested in a dice cup. And I was always like had the eye on a dice tower. But I don't know if I've mentioned it. I did go to Worlds this year at Origins and Ohio. Wait, hang on. So you went to Worlds? I did. I, was, I, I qualified for Worlds. So I went. I don't know if I mentioned it. I did. I don't think. No, quiet. I wasn't aware of that. You hadn't made me aware of that, mate. Well, well done. Congratulations. Oh, thank <laughs> you very much. You're welcome. And, and yeah. How you did guys, you do? <laughs> how did I do? Let's, let's skip past that. Yeah, that's um, a different segment for another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that's for uh, 
yeah, enough said about that. Um, so yeah, the, the two guys in the the world's final both used um, dice cups, and I mean, talking of sights to behold, that was a sight to behold. It was like it was like two matadors. The way that it, it was shake the dice and then boom, on the table and then and then they didn't lift the cup up straight away. It was like a good one or two seconds delay just to build the tension up. Yeah. And then it was like whooped away. And this is why it was just it was amazing. And I, I need to get myself a good dice cup now. So but, um, it was the dramatic pause and the dramatic flair of the dice cup that has attracted you to that particular accessory by the sounds of it. That's it. I, I am known for my my dramatic flair. So, <laughs> uh, I thought it would uh, it would definitely um, help with that, or maybe less make me less boring. So a dice cup is way high on the list of accessories that I need to, to purchase. Very good. Yeah, very good. You did mention it to me. I did remember you saying about having your eye on a dice cup. So I'll keep an eye out for anything that I think is appropriate. Particularly if, uh, do you know what I've been looking for a lot of that I, I don't find is Union Jack related accessories. So one thing I've been looking for is a dice bag with the Union Jack on it. Um, that would be good. Yeah, it would be good. But I can't find a decent one. I found a nice one on Etsy with Paisley on it. Oh, dice bags. <laughs> <laughs> that's clearly an accessory we could talk about as part of our our uh, accessory themed segment yeah so i've been looking for i use a WizKids one i've just got the what one have i got i think it's the x-men uncanny x-men it bag. is the uncanny x-men one yeah is it yeah sure and i think i've got a fair and under siege one hanging around somewhere upstairs but i've always fancied having something custom in the dice bag area. I did once think about getting one printed up. So again, in gaming over in the States, if the postage was a bit more favourable, I might have done it by now, but it's quite expensive with the postage. They do a dice bag printing service that I've had oh, my I didn't eye know on. that. Yeah. Again, it's all a bit complicated with your dimensions and, and pixel numbers and all that, uh, you know, techno shenanigans that you need to do to make it kind of fit right and print right. And that's that's not really my strength. I'm sure it would surprise the listeners to hear from the way I talk about it. But uh, I've always kind of fancied it. And I said to a few friends down at the gaming store, would it be really super nerdy of me to not only have a playmat with Mr. Six Invisibles character on it, not only have a life token for my playmat with Mr. Six Invisibles character on it, but then get a a dice bag printed out. Um, And those who have played me and met me will will also possibly know that my phone case is the same. It's the same image, yeah. Um, Would it be super nerdy of me to do that? And they were like, well, yeah. Yes. But that's kind of the point, to let that inner nerd just run wild on on your accessorizing and customizing your games. So go for it, man. You know, we all know you're all about the bling. Just do it. But I fancy a Union Jack one because it's uh, with the Brit Roller 6 blog, of course. That's something that... I feel I should be flying the flag, but I, I'm yet to find one. So if uh, so, so, if there's anybody out there who knows of a, a good quality custom service who can make me a dice bag in the same sort of dimensions and feel of the the Whiskers produce one, because I like that one, but with the Union Jack on it or something blog related to help me out, that would be tremendous. Ministry of dice, dice Mi- bags. Yeah, Ministry of dice, dice Ooh. bags. Yeah. Because, you know, by this point now, on our third episode, mate, we'll be overwhelmed <laughs> with fans who want to prepare goods for us and send us gifts, of course. Of course. Yeah. Well, um, i tell you what is Union jacked up, though. My card sleeves. My card sleeves? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, because you sent me over some of them, haven't you? I did, yeah. Four Worlds. Uh, I went there, did you know? Yes, yes, I did know. Because oh, okay. I sent you some Union Jack card sleeves to put your team in before you, you went. Yeah. Did you use them? I did use them. Did you show but... anyone them? No, they're all on the wrong way around, weren't they? Well, they were on face down. No, the wrong way around. They were on the right way around on the cards, but obviously the cards were face up and they were face down. Yeah, yeah, okay. So you didn't lay them out in a pattern of Imperial Commonwealth power to intimidate your opponent before flipping them over and revealing your cards? That's probably why I didn't win. Possibly why you didn't win, yeah. Did you not wear a red coat while you were there as well? <laughs> no. <laughs> I should have done full 1800s military gear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with your musket <laughs> and your feathered cap. <laughs> yeah, that's where it all went wrong. The English are coming. <laughs> so yeah, I've got I've got these lovely uh, Union Jack card sleeves. So what about your dice bag and sleeves then, Andy? What do you use? I really like the WizKids ones. I think for quality of dice bags, they are awesome. I've got the Spider-Man one, which. Sure. I've used and used and used, and it is getting a little bit mangy. So I did get a Civil War one, because, again, I like the, the imagery on it. Uh, but then I got all superstitious and kept with my Spider-Man one. <laughs> so I'm still using my mangy old one. I think new season, new starts. I think I'll have to put the uh, the Spider-Man one to one side and, and start using the Civil War one. Because I've got superstitious with like a lot of things, like the basic action dice have to be the same, and they've got to be the same colour to the same basic actions. I couldn't change them around halfway through a tournament. They have to stay like... So with the, the, the team for Nationals, it was the front line was yellow and Imprisoned was Indigo, I think it's... Or Blue, or I think some they're the same dice, but some are called Indigo and some are called Blue. Yes. Um, and they had to be the same. But I needed to change it up because I've got those reserve pool basic action cards as well, which are red, blue, purple and orange. I think it's time to, uh, to address that. So that was my dice bag for um, sleeves. I've got some awesome Bruce Lee sleeves. Bruce Lee, tremendous. They're nice. They've got the uh, the silver on the the inside and then Bruce Lee on the back, which have served me well. So I like them. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah, they're cool. I like the sound of that. I've not. I must admit, I've not noticed your sleeves. I've not That's noticed good. your sleeves because they're the wrong way around, way around. <laughs> but sleeves are an awesome way to customize stuff because there are there are thousands and thousands of different sleeves with some really random designs on i love chaos cards the online shop and sure. you can just literally just scroll for days through all the different card sleeves and the, the different designs and colors and and spend a fortune on it so yeah card sleeves are awesome i've got loads i've got like one with like a nuclear explosion and boom i've got one that looks like a mustache it's on the Netrunner deck that I've got. And so like when you, you've, you've got your, your cards, you can lift one up and put it by your nose so it looks like you've got a tash. I love them. They're a bit battered. but Very good. Yeah. yeah, I like the idea of the tash one. Is it a big retro handlebar? It's like a big kind of bushy silhouette. True Mr. Sixty style tash. Well, they will have to be investigated in further detail then. I'll be on Chaos Cards when we stop recording, <laughs> my man, and looking into that one. There was a guy I know, he, he owns a game store down in Stoke, and he always used to put his decks in My Little Pony <laughs> sleeves. <laughs> he used to have Rainbow Dash and Twilight Sparkle uh, all over. And I suspect my uh, fellow blogger, my blogging friend Kat, the Dice Dice Kitty, nice. I'd be very surprised if she's not got her team in, in My Little Pony sleeves as well. 
Yeah. Well, she's got her own My Little Pony um, set, hasn't she? She has, yeah. I was super impressed. That What a labour of love that was. I know there's a lot of work gone into that. It's very cool. Yeah, I mean, we talk about customising your game. That is that is like 150% of of effort in that. Yeah, I was yeah. super impressed with that. So, uh, yeah, so card sleeves, dice bags. Yeah, I think you're right. The WizKids dice bags are, I think they are of, of a good quality. I think the reason why, even though I've had my eye on customised bags, and I've yet to actually take the leap and pick up one or commission one from somewhere that would do me a custom one is because it just, they do, they just keep going. And we, we may have uh, a mangy pair of bags between us, but they have served us well over, <laughs> over the years, you know. I like um, to spray my dice love out of my mangy bag. <laughs> oh no, Andy. Come on. I'm going to I'm gonna have to go back to iTunes now and consider whether I take the tick out of family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? If we carry on like this. I don't yeah. get it. It's all, all innocent. Perfectly innocent, yeah. So, wow, that was that was quite a lot of ground covered there. Just as another little side note, Andy, I think we should uh, explore that Andrew England OCD in a little bit more detail when we come to doing the gearing up section on storage. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is one to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sure the listeners will be riveted to hear... Uh, <laughs> about filing (laughs) we've got lots of great content lined up for you folks make sure you come back for the next gearing up where Andy talks about filing his Dice Masters cards Yeah, okay. Well, I can't think of anything else there, so uh, we'll wind that up for our first part of Gearing Up. We're planning on talking more about accessorizing and customizing our gaming experience. So next along, I think it is storage, actually, joking aside, that we plan to discuss in the next segment of that. Please do come back. We'll probably leave it a little while and throw the next Gearing Up out in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks, Andy. Thank you very much. See you later. Okay, Andy, so once again... You've led me to believe that you've been working on another little project behind the scenes. Yes, I have. It, it's a little quiz for you, mate. A quiz? Uh, a quiz. For me? Uh, it's an exciting quiz. I've spent minutes preparing it. Uh, so, uh, what I'm going to do, Okay. I wanted to, uh, to, to build the bridges with our, uh, our friends and fellow gamers in Europe. So, to do that, sure. what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to to- read off some cards in foreign languages. Okay. Uh, and you have to guess 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 what card they are. You're gonna re- in a foreign language, and I've got to guess what card they are. Are these actually printed foreign language cards? I did try and find the actual printed foreign language cards, but couldn't. So I've just used Google Translate. So <laughs> some of them are a little bit ropey. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, yeah, I'm game. Sure. Let's see what you got. Okay. <laughs> So, let's do it. Round one. Round one, okay. <laughs> so what I'll do, sorry, um, I will read the ability. Yep. And then if you don't get it from that, I will read the subtext. Okay. And if you don't get it from that, I can't really read the, um, the, the title because it doesn't translate. So I'll have to, um, we'll think about it if we get there. <laughs> okay. Right, so, so the main one. text, then the subtitle. Yeah, so yeah, the main text, and then see if you can get it. If not, I'll do the subtitle. Okay, got you. Okay, fire away. Right. Laws kills sont places sur le terrain. Recherches votre sac pour tous des psychiques et rouler les. 
global paymask passe just get two des sidekick the vocha pile use a don's vocha zone de preparation easy dude first is first we've, we've spoken a lot in in recent weeks and you never mentioned once that you were fluent in french i flew it in every language mate it's uh, apparently is this, this European bridge building is going to go very easy for you. I think <laughs> it is. However, I think I've I think I've nailed it. Have you? I think I've nailed it. Is it Professor X trainer? Ooh. Uh, uh recruiting young mutants. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Back of the dice oh. bag. We need like some kind of sound effects with people clapping and cheering. <laughs> yeah. Get me. Okay. Well, that was unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> right. So round two. Okay, round two. Come on, I'm ready. Round two. This. So the first one, I should say, that was French. Uh, that sure. would help. Yep. The second one. This is German. Right. Okay. Okay, so we're getting, uh, I suppose, a little bit more complicated. Right, so. Swap this character Sturban in the field zone. Mitzil nicht sidekick character Sturban edisum spilia vendewit pile. Spin desia character Sturban off level one. Dice loch nicht when fielded. Effent aus. Global. Bechong maske. Spin. Einer does character Sturbent in level. Up in Anderson. Zil character Zudren. Knackered. That was... That was romantic. <laughs> was it? Was what it was, yeah. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was romantic and efficient at the same time. Uh, uh, I think I've, I th- yeah. Is it? Is it polymorph? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Check me out. All right, these are obviously too easy. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. Or I am just a European <laughs> linguistical expert. <laughs> Maybe. Or maybe they're just too easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, let's up the ante. Okay, what have you got for me now? This, this, we'll take a trip to Spain. Okay, sure. Here Sounds we go, lovely. right. <laughs> the land of sangria and sunshine. <laughs> uh, right. Una volta al torneo, poi strappe uno de tua monstri per da a questo monstro Plus three attack. Global. Paggy Bolt. Ifara. Fori uno. De Tori Mostri. Per ridere il costo della prossima fetaci acquista da tu energia. Give me that global again. Global. Paggy Bolt. Ifai Fori uno. De Tori Mostri. Per ridere il costa della promissia, fetaci acquista de tu energia. 
Monstria, Monstria. That makes me think it's Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, 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 oh! Uh, it's Blue Eyes. It's Blue Eyes, Yay, my dragon. Blue Eyes. <laughs> yes. That's three for three. I am on fire. Check me out. Brilliant. Okay. I'm right. on. How many more rounds we got? Let's. I'm on this. Come on. I'm doing better right. than I've done in any WKO ever. <laughs> oh, let's up it again. We're going to go to Portugal now. Portugal. Okay. Or, or Brazil? Uh, certainly, yeah. Right, so this has got the character's name in. So instead of saying the character, I'm going to say blank. Uh, Roger it, that. Yeah, got you. It didn't translate his name. Sure. Right. And it's shorter, this one. So. Okay. So blank. Mm-hmm. Esta ativo. Uma vez por turno. Foki pod redireccionaire. Todo o dano. De uma fonte. Para um. Parasagoyum. Blank. What? Oh, mate, I think that might have broken the streak. Blank. Oh, jeez. Uh, give, give it to me again, quick. Yeah, yeah. Blank. Esta ativo. Uma vez por turno. Voque poda redireccionaire. Todo o dano de uma font para um persagoneum. Blank. Is it is it Ronin between employers? Yes. <laughs> four for four. Check me out. Come on. I am on fire. Oh, well, that was the quiz. Mate, <laughs> I am. You, you can't understand how it elated I am right now to smash that. That's amazing. Yeah. Go me. I don't know go what you. else to say. I <laughs> go me. I'm obviously a linguistic legend. I'm, I'm better at languages yeah. than I thought I was. See, but now everyone's just going to think that we talked about it beforehand. Oh. But we didn't. Well, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we didn't. I um, thought they were really hard. I'm going to have to come back with some better quizzes that test you a little harder. Yeah, man. Like that. Yeah. So can I suggest avoiding things with globals? Yeah, I, I didn't want it to be like too impossible. Else we'd have just been yeah like, ten minutes of of um in and chuffing. So the yeah the other three the other three the first three it was it was largely the globals that that helped me pin it down. And you might want to work on your foreign language numbers. My foreign language number. Well, it just comes up with a number two. Uh, yeah, but you know, Spain, France, and Portugal have their own number twos. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't speak English. Number twos. <laughs> but it's a. It's not. It doesn't say the number two. It was just a number two. <clears throat> well, it'd still be duh though, wouldn't it? In... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let, let's try this one. Okay. This 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 one is. It's just a title of a card. Right. But it's in Chinese. In Chinese. Okay. Yeah. Lan Yajing Bai Long. <laughs> Lang Yijing Bailong. Hold on, let's see if my phone can tell us. Okay. And this is a, a card name. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, card name. She's not as good as Chinese as me. No. <laughs> I'm, I have no livid idea. 
Oh, it was Blue Eyes White Dragon. Blue Eyes White Dragon. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> well, thanks for that, Andy. Thanks for preparing that for me. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I especially, I, I especially enjoyed it because I uh, smashed it. Smashed it. Yeah. Right, so my challenge is I will think of some more quizzes and then we can record some more, see if I can uh, get the better of Chris or if he will trash my quiz and... Um, <laughs> Uh, make it look a bit too easy so yeah if if you liked the quiz or the idea of a quiz then let us know and we could do some more of them yeah or if you have any suggestions for andy (laughs) of better quizzes then yeah let me know apparently i need them let's do it let's do it thanks andy thanks listeners bye Okay, folks, that concludes our third episode of the newly named Ministry of Dice podcast. We'd like to thank you for listening. and I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard in this week's episode. Before you go, we'd like to humbly tout for your time, if you can, to head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, obviously. Wouldn't you agree, Andy? Obviously. obviously. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, I don't even think iTunes lets you put a rating in anything less than five star for our podcast so uh, be mindful of that but seriously yeah it just really helps us increase our visibility uh, and make sure that more people if they're out there searching for dice masters related content are able to find us so if you can uh, find it in your hearts and find the time to do so please head over to itunes and drop us a quick review in there we'd love to hear from you through that channel otherwise i've been chris aka true mr six uh, and i've been andy aka fiery inferno <laughs> thundering inferno Oh, Thundering Inferno. Oh, my goodness. I can't even get that right. (laughs) Thanks for your time, guys. We'll be back in two weeks. See ya. As uh, as uh, Madame Gao on Iron Fist said, the um, the frog in the pond has little understanding of the ocean. <laughs> that is a very. Did you like specifically remember that? Uh, I'd heard it before. It you know kind of uh, what do we call it? Taoism. You always surprise me with your. Uh... Your words. <laughs> you do words so good. Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. I do. Um, I do put a lot of work into it. Although my vocabulary has improved in uh, enormously since uh, doing reading with my daughter. <laughs> 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 and so I can I can do reception and year one like a like a boss. <laughs> 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 I could do my spellings and everything. Oh, spellings! What Aussie has spellings? Spelling uh, test every Friday. Every Friday. Every Friday, like every week, he's got. Oh, we need to do all these spellings. It's like, how do you spell this? It's like, I don't know. Spell check it. That's what <laughs> on, on the phone, going. Let yeah. me just check for you, mate. Yeah. Uh, friend is E I no I E. <laughs> <laughs>